Welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community Podcast. Each week, your host, Trisha Stutzel, is highlighting people and organizations in our communities that are serving through volunteer work and giving back to make our community, country, and even the world a kinder place to live. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community Podcast. My name is Trisha Stutzel, owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions and founder of Serving the Community Podcast. I'm super excited about my guest today who is introduced to me by Mr. Ronnie Rudd, a very good friend and referral partner of mine, Miss Jennifer Dantzler, Executive Director of Including Kids Autism Center is with me today. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So I'd really like to start with who are you and why did you get involved in this organization? What is it that drew you? What is your why, I guess, right, that drew you to this organization? So I founded Including Kids a little over 18 years ago uh, in the Houston, Texas area, because at the time there were very few intensive private services for children with autism. We started as an early intervention program. Uh, We implement a therapy called Applied Behavior Analysis, or ABA, and it's essentially a one-on-one teaching technique. And at the time, there were very few services uh, for people with autism using this specific therapy. And so it just was a calling of mine to do. I am from the Northeast, and I was brought down here by a family because there were so few uh, services in Houston at the time, almost 20 years ago. And from there, it has just evolved, uh, I would say very organically. I never had a business plan to grow. I did not even know at the time what a profit and loss meant or a balance sheet or depreciation or assets. All I knew is that uh, people with autism um, just they, they vitalized me, they, they intrigued me, and that uh, it, was, it was just my passion and my calling. Wow, that's amazing. So are you touched by autism? Do you have any family members or people that um, you're close to that have autism? I am not actually. Uh, how I originally got into this was in high school, I had the opportunity to go do mission work in Puerto Rico. And I was asked to sit with a little boy uh, who actually had hydrocephalacy, which is water on the brain. And it was really in that moment that I was called to the, the mission field, if you will, of working with people with special needs. Then I worked at a residential facility my senior year in high school, and then knew this is what I wanted to do in college. And so it was just sort of, a, I feel very blessed that this was my calling and, and it was not because of a specific family need. Yeah, well, and I think that's amazing. Uh, you just never know what you're gonna be called for, really. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, because you were touched by it, right, in a particular way. It's just a calling that you have. I love that. I read, um, and I think it's a study from 2018, so it's probably not uh, still correct, but one in 68 children in the US are affected by autism. I'm assuming that number is right around there. Uh, and I know that you wanted to really talk about awareness and um, letting people know that, that it's there. there is more out there than we may be aware of when it comes to people who may need the service that you provide. Um, so can we talk a little bit about the awareness around autism? Sure. So actually the stats now are one in 54 children. Okay. 
So the CDC came out with that in 2020. Uh, we have learned anymore with any of our promotional materials. We do not put the stat on there because it's ever changing sure. so often now. Uh, it is definitely on the rise. It, you know, it, when we first found it, including kids, uh, I believe it, um, well, at one point it was about one in 10,000, then it went down to one in 500 and then one in 168. And it, it just sort of keeps rising. I used to say uh, it's even not even an epidemic, it's a pandemic, but now uh, that word takes on a whole different meaning. But <laughs> polio was an epidemic, was a pandemic, and it affected about one in 8,000. And so now we are at one in 54. So to say the need is great is, I would say, an understatement. And there are program, more programs out there, like mine, uh, that are um, popping up all the time, which is great. Uh, medical insurance does pay now for some people for the services we offer, depends on the type of insurance plan they have. Medicaid in the state of Texas is, we're trying to get it approved through Medicaid. So that's all moving in the right positive direction. But even with all that, we're only going to be able to help a small fraction of the children and young adults um, who have autism. The challenge yet exciting part of autism is that it is a huge spectrum. So there is an expression out there, if you've met one child with autism, you've met one child with autism. So they, that makes my job exciting because there's no two plans that are the same, no two treatment directions that are the same. However, that can also make it hard when you're looking at scale. And so therefore, you know, part of what we do is we emphasize quite a bit on community, understanding, awareness, and acceptance. So we work really hard with our students, we call them clients, on skills they need to be included in their community. But we work just as hard on what the community needs to be able to understand and accept our people with autism, because there's only so much that we can do for a portion of our client for the portion of the people with autism. And with it being such a range, uh, there's just such a vast uh, variety of needed services. And so we can't implement them all. We just cannot help every child. But as a community, if we can learn to become more accepting, more understanding, ask how we can help, right, to our neighbor who has a child with autism at the grocery store, if a child, if someone else sees a child struggling and the parent is therefore struggling too and trying to manage their two other children and the child with autism, rather than judging or um, even so far as making comments, you know, it's asking, how can I help? What can I do? Yeah, and we should all be coming from a place like that, but I know we, we not all of us do and not all of us are aware. So do you have, um, education or training that you give in the community? We will give training to anyone and everyone who will listen. Uh, we are doing a large push right now for first responder training. We just did a huge first responder training up in Montgomery County for, I think it was over 500 of their first responders. I know for first responders, that's very challenging because it is hard to distinguish between someone who has autism and there's certain characteristics they have that people with autism might have that might also look like someone who's having a psychotic break. So a lot of our people with autism might do something what we call scripting. Well, someone who's also having a psychotic break might be scripting. The other challenge is some of our people on the spectrum don't always follow instruction from a novel or a new person, but that can also look like noncompliance 
but it's just that they might not have understood it. So a lot of what we're trying to do is help educate really anyone and everyone. We will go into schools and daycares. We will go into employment facilities uh, where we're really trying to push right now employment for young adults on the spectrum. A majority of people on the spectrum are, un are not employed or underemployed. And part of that is the interview process and getting past the interview and, and some of those uh, norms that we typically use for interviews. So we will go in and, and basically talk to, train, educate anyone and everyone who will listen because somewhere along the way, whether it's your business or you personally, you're going to interact with someone with autism. And so the thing I try to say to people is ignorance is not bliss in this situation and or it shouldn't be bliss. And so we need to try to work together as a community to really understand what it is and also more importantly, what autism is not. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when, you know, when the numbers are one in 54 or somewhere around there, right, hovering in that space, you're definitely going to encounter uh, someone, right, that is in that is on the spectrum and really understanding how to interact with them, I think is important for us um, to have acceptance, as you said, and I love that word. I think that is a great word that we should all carry around in our back pocket with us. All right, so first responders, schools, um, employment, uh, big businesses that may be hiring or looking to hire, or maybe they just don't know that they can hire, and it's really about the education. I, I love that you guys are out there giving back to the community through education. So let's talk about how anyone who may be listening today can get involved in your organization. How can they give to your organization or in some form, uh, maybe volunteer with your organization? Sure. So we, we love support, you know, in several different ways. Of course, we always welcome the financial support, right, as any nonprofit does. We really do take any, any and all of those donations and we put it back into clinical programs. Uh, we, whether it's, you know, purchasing more nest needed materials for our vocational training center, whether it's high, hiring qualified staff, uh, you know, what, whatever it is, we get 100% of every dollar stays within including kids. There's not a portion that has to go out somewhere. So uh, that's, you know, sometimes donors like to know that for sure. And then really the other thing we need is opening doors. So a major emphasis of including kids and has always been is inclusion in the community. So we own six vans currently. Our mission statement is all about inclusion in the community and um, helping our clients become meaningful, productive citizens of their community. And so we are always looking for inclusion opportunities, places that will welcome us, welcome our clients, work with our clients, give them the respect they need and deserve. You know, sometimes when you go out, we take our clients a lot out to restaurants to work on eating in a restaurant so they can go out with their families, ordering independently. And, you know, some restaurants get it and the client might ask a question or say the order and maybe not be so clear. And some of the restaurants will then look directly back at the client and say, you know, I'm sorry, what did you say? And then other times they will look at the staff member and say, what did he say? And, you know, and then we will redirect and say, well, you need to ask them again, because the goal is not to have someone there always translating for them, if you will. And so a lot of what we want to do is just open as many doors for our clients as possible. So we're always looking for employment training sites not even necessarily uh, pay for work service, just training sites. Eventually, if they can become good employees that 
employers can justify paying, wonderful. But we also need places for our clients to really go and 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 possibly learn and maybe even fail a little bit initially, but in a safe environment. We always need um, inclusion with peers. So whether it's gymnastics classes, um, cooking classes, we always want, would love for people come on site with their skill sets to teach our clients things, right? So maybe it is woodworking. Uh, we do have a couple companies that have come and helped build gardens and help take care of our garden with our clients so that our clients can grow fruit and vegetables to sell out at farmers markets and other places so that they can then work on entrepreneurial skills. Uh, so really, if you have a situation in the community that you think that you're willing to allow our clients to come to, we always send them with support, of course, to make sure it's successful for everyone. Um, or if you're going to come here, teach a photography class, um, do a yoga instruction class, whatever it is, uh, we, we welcome the partnership. Uh, this past year during COVID, obviously things had to look a little different. And so we've tried to get creative because we were not going out in the community with our clients. And um, so one of the high schools sent their cheerleaders over to our field to do some cheers for those clients just to entertain them. And now as a result, that's morphed more into the cheerleaders are now going to work with their clients to make up their own cheer. And then our clients are going to do some cheer. So you just never know. You know, we've had Boy Scout groups come and make the little tiny libraries for books for our walking path. We had one Boy Scout make us um, a portable Gaga ball pit. So, I mean, the possibilities are, are endless as far as how we can partner. That is, I, I, my brain is like, I have all these little fingers in my brain going, oh, 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 I know somebody. And I'm hoping that uh, all of all of my listeners also feel the same way. Uh, most of the people who listen to this show are in business and they know other business owners. And I think there are a whole lot of connections that we can make for you uh, through this talk that we're having today, because I'd never even thought about some of the connections that you were talking about, you know, somebody coming to teach a yoga class or someone to teach a cooking class, by the way, I know people who do that, right? So it's really about reaching out to them to see if they would uh, be willing to do that for your organization. So tell me where you're physically located. Okay, so we are in the Atascocita area. So we're essentially on Timber Forest and Atascocita Road or the next main road up is 1960. And timber forest so right in the Atascocita area okay fantastic i know a lot of people out there and a lot of people who listen to this show are out there that i know as well so uh hopefully we can bring you some resources tell me uh the best way if someone wants more information uh or they would like to connect with you or connect with your organization or even give uh give monetarily how can they connect with you find you or reach you so everything is on our website which is www.includingkids.org. I might have just dated myself because I don't know if you have to say www anymore. Um, but includingkids.org. We're also on all, um, well, a lot of the social media outlets. So we're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn. Uh, my, myself, Jen, Jennifer Dantzler, I'm on LinkedIn. And on our website has access you know, to email for me. There's buttons right there to click to donate. People can definitely make restricted donations, meaning sometimes people like to know exactly where their money is going. There's an option right in there to restrict their donation, whether it's to our early intervention program or young adult program, whether it's to buying supplies, 
or to you know help provide services or tuition assistance, whatever it is. So that can all be done through our website. Wonderful. And I love that you mentioned that 100% of everything that comes in goes back into the organization. I think that's amazing. Uh, it really shows the passion behind the cause. And uh, I appreciate that you're working in this space. As we talked about uh, during the awareness space of this show, not everyone, there is there aren't enough resources, right? We need more resources to help in this space. And for those people who are listening, you know, whether they can uh, take some bucks out of their pocket, right? And put it into the organization or even volunteer and give back either at your location or at their location, uh, it sounds like it could be a win-win for including kids. Definitely, and the other thing I really try to encourage people is autism can get very isolating, especially for the parents. You know, I, I tell stories and I hear this all the time where there's the parent who lives on a block on the cul-de-sac with the neighbors and they're happy to have their you know great block parties and the family goes with the child with autism. And then it's a little bit harder each time the child wants to wander off, the child doesn't naturally get along as well with the peers, and, or now the child is on a restricted diet, so they're not gonna go because it's very hard for that child to say no to all the junk that's out at the block party. So eventually the parents just stop going to these things. The parents just stop having the big Thanksgiving dinners because grandma was upset that the child didn't sit at the table the whole time during dinner or didn't participate in grace or whatever the situation is. And so over time, autism can get very isolating. So, you know, the thing that I encourage is that every single one of us can do is we probably at this point all know someone who has someone in their family with autism. And it's really something as simple as just reaching out to them and saying, hey, let's get together. Hey, what can I do to help? And, and, you know, maybe it is getting together and it might look a little different and it might look like all the food has to be gluten-free because that child is gluten-free, but it will just make it easier and more enjoyable for the parents. You know, I, I do things like train people on using color-coded plates and training our clients to only eat off the blue plates. So then maybe the black party has to have color-coded plates. You know, there's always something that we can do but it's more than just, it's a little bit more than just the average, you know, a neighbor who had a child who broke their arm and needs help driving or whatever the case is. It does take a little bit more, but, but it's so vitally needed because our parents just um, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times just start to eventually self-isolate and it, it can get pretty lonely just because of the additional work needed. So I really just encourage everyone to just stop today and think about who do they know and what could they really use for help? Yeah. What a great message. And, you know, it takes a village, right. To, um, bring children up and it takes a village for all, for, for, um, even the parents, right. And bringing them out of isolation. And so many people who consider themselves caregivers do, uh, decide to stay home. Uh, in a lot of cases. And thank you for sharing that, Jennifer. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you being on the show today. It's been a great talk. And one thing that we didn't mention is April is Autism Awareness Month. So how appropriate <laughs> that we were able to be on in April. Yes, we are doing a lot of things in April to really focus on 
um, again, awareness, but also one of the things that there's a big push for right now in the autism world is not even just awareness anymore, it's acceptance, like we talked about earlier. So I know there's a lot of um, kind of now push for lighted up red, I don't think they call it lighted up red, but red is what they're saying is more of an acceptance. So there's lighted up blue, so blue has been known as sort of autism awareness, and now there's a big push for red, um, where it's not just awareness, but it's also acceptance. So there's uh, hopefully in April, you'll see a lot from a lot of people um, in that arena, as far as helping us all just as a community become more accepting. Um, people really with neurodiversity, neurodiversity is kind of the new buzzword, with, especially within the employment industry about how can companies really um, create tools for neurodiversity. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Jennifer, thank you again for being on this show with me today. And I look forward to getting this show in front of lots of people who will hopefully get involved and help with including kids. I think what you're doing is amazing. Well, thank you so much. And whether it's including kids or some other autism organization, just, you know, help where you can. Thank you. And I will include all of the contact information and the location for including kids on the or in the show notes. So if people uh, are interested, they can just point and click and they can find you uh, on social media as well as at your website. So Jennifer Dantzler, including kids autism center. Thank you again for being with me today. Thank you for having me. And that concludes this week's podcast serving the community.